Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to Facebook dot com slash the viking age all right returning to the show today is chris shad he writes for us here at the viking age as well as some other outlets including zone coverage and bring me the news so welcome back to the show chris hey adam thanks for having me again i'm i'm impressed you keep bringing me back so (laughs) obviously uh it's fun to be on well you know you you bring up some good good topics and you don't always agree with everything i say so i like having that uh that other opinion out there but um it's so it's been a pretty I, I, okay go ahead oh well i i will say i do like the fact that you know i might be a total jackass on twitter and you still uh seem to like me so that's so that's okay <laughs> every everyone's a jackass on twitter it's easy to easy to do that so, true true uh, including this person who didn't didn't tweet anything but they did something else on on Twitter recently that that we're about to talk about. So it's been a pretty slow off season for the Vikings, you know, they hired and promoted some new coaches but overall it's been it's been pretty tame compared to some in, in the recent past. But during the last couple of days, some of the rumors about Daniel Hunter have begun to pick up some steam thanks to him liking a few tweets that had to do with him getting traded to another team. Now some might call this an insignificant, you know, uh, it's just tweets. He's like he's liking tweets. Who cares? But the last tweet Hunter liked before these was back in December. So it's not like he's just going out and liking every tweet that mentions him. He's not someone like that. I believe like Cordell Patterson is actually someone who who does that. Like every tweet that mentions him, he'll go and and like. But this is not the case with, with Daniel Hunter. He's not re- he's not really known to be very active on on social media. So there were reports and rumors last season that Hunter wanted top defensive end money. Or to be traded. So he wanted more money or for the Vikings to trade him if they weren't going to do that. So is Hunter's recent Twitter activity related to this? You know, what do you make of all this? Should the Vikings be concerned? Or are we just blowing all this out of proportion because it's the offseason? You know, it's pretty funny that now anytime somebody does anything on Twitter, it's like a scoop. Like it used to be Twitter was just like, oh, this is a fun way for players to connect with fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's like if somebody likes a tweet, it's like, oh, he wants to be traded or whatever. Like you go back to the Stefan Diggs situation. It was, you know, I felt like he was trying to stir the pot. Like mm-hmm. he was, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to egg people on. And I'm like, there's no way the Vikings are going to trade Diggs. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's he's a Buffalo Bill. Um, I think with Hunter, you know, Hunter's very reserved. Like, like that's a thing, like outside of Twitter, he's not a guy that's going to fire up the locker room or do any of that stuff. Like he doesn't 
talk much. So when he does something very small like this, especially when it's tweets liking, hey, come to Houston mm-hmm. or hey, come to Las Vegas, yeah. like that's kind of concerning. But I think on the other end of things, you look at where the Vikings are at and could they use a player like Daniel Hunter? Sure. But like, is Daniel Hunter like, like my thing, if, if you've listened to me before on this podcast or my podcast, the Homer horn is that I feel like the Vikings should be going for the Super Bowl. That should be the number one goal. They, that's yeah. the path they should take is adding Daniel Hunter. Something that brings the Vikings from coming for that seven seed to the Super Bowl. I don't think the answer is yes. I'm not sure if the Vikings have a window within the next three years to go to the Super Bowl. So if Hunter does want this demand and you don't have that cap room, I think you at least have to listen to offers and see what's there because that's how the whole digs trade apparently came about. They weren't going to trade him. And then Buffalo was just like, hey, you up? Let's give you some firsts. And Rick Spielman was like, okay. Um, I think it's something definitely to be worried about as we go along here. The Diggs trade actually came about because the Bills saw him tweet, you know, like time for a new beginning or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so it was Twitter related. Like they, they saw that tweet. They were interested in him before. Uh, I think their GM mentioned or like on a podcast recently that they tried to trade for him during the trade deadline in, in 2019 or whatever, but that didn't work out but then he tweeted the you know time for a new beginning and then so they're like oh let's let's give the vikings a call and they were and he said like oh they're they're sounding more willing to listen to an offer so that was twitter actually sparked something like that so this can happen people you cannot we do not live in a time anymore where you can just brush aside something on twitter as as simple as a like or a, a post because that the time we live in is is that's what players do this is this is how they get their message across you know, especially someone like Hunter, who's not very outspoken, he's going to do something like that just to be like, hey, you know, I, I'm i interested in getting traded if you guys don't want to pay me. So I think it's something to watch. It's not too concerning right now because, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the Vikings do. Maybe they give him an extension that, that increases his pay this year and just lowers his cap it so they can create cap space, space this way. And at the same time, he just missed the whole season with a neck injury. So why, why, you know, why would the Vikings want to give him a bunch of money when his neck might not even be ready to go? And I 100% understand the Vikings standpoint on this, but I also understand the player's standpoint from this because he's been sitting there watching, you know, league-wide guy like Joey Bosa getting five years, $135 yep. million from the Chargers. Um, he watched the Marcus Lawrence get a big contract. Frank Clark got a big contract from the Chiefs. But at the same time, it's not just what's happening around the league. It's what's happening with the Vikings. And this is an article I was actually working at for zone coverage uh, this morning is that the Vikings have a tendency to do deals before they need to do them. They get out in front of deals, which is a good thing. But here it's kind of a bad thing because you look at Adam Thielen um, signed a three-year, $24 million deal in 2017. He goes, he becomes one of the best receivers in the NFL. The Vikings give him a four-year, $64 million extension when they could have just said, nah, you signed that contract. We don't have a lot of cap room. Figure it out. Um, Kyle Rudolph was entering the last year of his contract. The Vikings just drafted Irv Smith Jr. in the 2019 draft. They could have walked away. Uh, you know, none of this. You, you know, thank have. you, Kyle. Everything. You yeah, absolutely. And they would have been out seven million dollars. Instead, they pay him. They ask him to block, which is absurd. And then they have to go through all this cutting thing. So, I mean, 
that's another deal. Talvin Cook, another one, rookie year, final year, gets five years and $63 million. Anthony Barr, like yeah. all, he has one sack and has missed 14. He's coming off his own season-ending injury. Eric Kendrick's like, going to want more money too, soon. Exactly. Daniel Hunter's going to be sitting here going, okay, like you're ripping up all these contracts when they outperform them. Like when is it my turn to get paid? And I know he has three years left, but – according to what's going on around the league, he is underpaid. The Vikings just don't have the cap room to do that right now. Yeah. I just, I worry about that, that neck injury, even though it sounds like he's yes. going to be fine. That's, that's serious because it could, but, it could be fine now, but once you get on the field, you get, you get hit a couple of times, you know. And what is Rick Spielman going to say when the media asks him? Like if he goes up in front of, because I know during his press conference, he says, Oh, he's great. We can't wait to get him back on the field. Rick Smealman goes up there and goes, we don't really know what's going on with Daniil, man. I mean, uh, that neck's pretty tricky and everything <laughs> yeah. else. Like, he's got a tweak. If I'm, yeah, if I, yeah, he's, he's still got a little bit of a tweak there. Like, if I'm, like, <laughs> the Dolphins thinking about getting the edge rushers and I'm seeing Rick Spielman saying that, it's like, I'm not giving you a Khalil Mack deal. No. Like, he's he has to say that he's doing well. So, I mean, we have no idea what Daniil Hunter will be like until he hits the field. And if the Vikings keep him, it's not going to be until week one of the 2021 20, season. They're not going to risk him in a meaningless training camp game or no. preseason game um, to, to see if that neck is right. So right. I, I think that, you know, it, it's a very tricky situation on both sides. I think. Yeah, especially because they have to be the Vikings have to be in like a win now mode. They can't that they, they're not in a position to, to break everything down and rebuild because Correct. Mike, Mike Zimmer's getting older. Rick Spielman's running out of time like. This isn't this isn't the year to like unload and and rebuild. They've they've got to win now because if they don't make the playoffs, Spielman and Zimmer are probably gone. Yeah, that's so. why they're not going to trade Kirk Cousins in my mind because yeah, you know they need to win now. They're not going to give the keys to Trey Lance and go, hey, look, we drafted Trey Lance. You you don't we give went us a five more eleven, years, yeah. but yeah, give us a couple more years and Ziggy's so gonna be like, get the hell out of here. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology development to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave. And is waterproof to make your shower shave, clean, and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. If Hunter does become available for a trade, you know, the Vikings are at least willing to listen to offers that they like, like they did with Stefan Diggs. The other day I listed the Patriots, Cowboys, Browns, and Colts as teams that could be interested in, in trading for 
Hunter, you know, based on their 2021 cap situation and their need for a starting pass rusher. So which one of these four teams would you least like Hunter to end up on if he's going to get dealt to one of them? So I was thinking about which team would give up the most as you were asking that question. And I think it's the Dallas Cowboys because I could totally see Jerry Jones being like, you know what? That we could get a first round rookie, but that Daniel Hunter, yeah. And like all of a sudden you got like four first round picks coming here. Like, I don't even know what he did. Like, guy's out of his mind. Um, like if he goes to the Cowboys, I'm not really concerned about it because it's an NFC East team. Yeah, he's in the NFC, but I mean, you may be playing once every blue moon or something. He's from, um, Texas. He's from Texas too. That's why I threw he's, that. He's there. from Texas, you know, he'll be super happy to go there. Um, the Patriots, Browns, and Colts are all in the AFC. So, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, was there another team you mentioned in yep, that group? That's it. So I guess I don't really care where he goes as long as it's not like, as long the as the Packers. Vikings don't like trade him to the Packers or the Bears or something. They would never do the that. Bears. Yeah, they absolutely not. So, I mean, as long as he's not, you know, in a situation like if they traded him, to the 49ers or something in some like yeah. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo super deal. Like I I'd hate that, but I mean a team like the Cowboys just doesn't scare me as far as no. the next couple of years. No. So, um, all right. So moving on from Hunter Riley reef's future with the Vikings has actually been one of the more interesting topics related to the team this off season. Uh, and the other day, the pioneer presses, Chris Thomason reported that the Vikings are hoping to, restructure Reef's contract with the team and keep him at left tackle for at least, you know, the 2021 season. So are you okay with the Vikings doing this or would you like them to spend their money elsewhere and do something like, you know, shift Ezra Cleveland or Brian O'Neill over to left tackle next season? What, what, what do you, what are your feelings on this? I think the Vikings biggest weakness when it comes to the offensive line is not keeping players where they excel. Um, you could move Brian O'Neill from right tackle to left tackle, but why would you mess with this? Because he's a pretty good right tackle. It, and, you know, with Reef, I think it says more about what they think of Ezra Cleveland. Because when they drafted him, they were saying left tackle the future. Then mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's starting doing guard reps at training camp and he's starting at guard. Like if they think Ezra Cleveland can be a strong, solid starting guard for the next couple of years, then they'll put Cleveland at right guard and they'll try and work through other things at left tackle. Like if they extend Riley Reef for another two, three years, I I'd be okay with it. As long as there's a deal you can get out of at the late years, which the Vikings usually do anyway. So it, I think it's more of a matter of if Reef accepts because they, they did him dirty with that Ngakwe thing. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you're going to take a $5 million pay cut or else uh, it's a pandemic. So you're probably not going to play football this year. So mm -hmm. he did it. Ngakwe was here for six games. And yeah, although they did give him a million dollars as like a bonus or something, I think so. They, they made a little bit of that up, but I mean, that, that would piss me off if I was Riley Reef. So I, I think it's more about the external factors. Making than things it is. better. Right. Yes. Yeah. I just worry because I feel like Riley Reef has had more okay seasons recently than than what he did last year, which was better. And then him last year pretty much knowing that if he didn't play well, he was probably gone. So I just worry about that because we've seen in the past where guys are in contract years or, or they, they know their, their time with the team is coming up and, oh, all of a sudden they're playing really well. Um, so I just worry about that because I feel like 
before last season, it was like, oh, yeah, Ezra Cleveland, or before last season even started, it's like, oh, yeah, they got Ezra Cleveland, so maybe this year Riley Reefdos will be his last year. Then they slide Cleveland over to left tackle, and then they're set on the edges with, with O'Neal and Cleveland, but then Reef played well, and now they're like, well, maybe Cleveland can stay at right guard. And then it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? What if, what if Reef plays poorly next year? But at the same time, with their cap situation, they don't really have a whole lot of options to to work with they just need to figure out ways to decrease the cap and extending reef is is one way to do that if you let go of reef you create another hole on that offense yeah 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 like like that's that's bad and remember you don't have a second round pick this year now i think the vikings are going to trade down from 14 so they'll get that second round pick yeah but but i like why would you create another hole on what is obviously the weakness of your team like some may see it's the defense. I know Mike Zimmer thinks that way, but I mean, like anybody that knows football watches the Vikings offense and go, that's a pretty good unit. What if they had an offensive line? Like if they did that, like leading into the offense seems like the right way to go. I just don't think the Vikings are going to do that because I, I honestly think this offseason is going to be Mike Zimmer's defensive palooza. Defensive oh, yeah. palooza. Yeah, after it's yeah, gonna be, after the way they played last be, season, he's gonna he's gonna put his foot down and be like, "Did you see how terrible they were last year? We're not we're not investing in offense. We got enough guys. We're good." I liked your uh, tweet where you said something along the lines of all these people saying they're gonna take uh, Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase yeah. at fourteen. Like Rick Spielman would have to stiff arm Mike Zimmer like he's <laughs> Adrian Peterson running to the thing. Even it's an like, offensive lineman like that's that's good thinking and stuff. That's great, but they're not gonna do that. Rick Spielman's going to have the card in hand and he's going to be inching towards the pole podium. And Mike Zimmer is just going to be hanging on his ankle like Stan or Jeff Van Gundy in that like 90s Miami Heat, New York Knicks brawl. Like, you know, I didn't like Lonzo Morning like stomp on him or something like that. Like, that's, oh, what he wrapped around his leg. Rick yeah. Spielman takes an offensive player. That's exactly what it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is, though, I don't think the Vikings will draft a cornerback with their first round pick. I, you know, we can't say. 100% no with that, but because they just they just did add the Alabama uh, defensive backs coach and Patrick Sertain, too, or whatever, is uh, is one of those people who could be around by the 14th pick, but uh, I I find it hard to believe that they'll go after a cornerback when, when I feel like edge rusher or defensive tackle is probably a, a big, or safety is a, is a bigger need at, at, in the first round for them. But I feel like corner is a more shallow position in this draft. So oh, I mean, if okay. there's if they stay at fourteen and Patrick Sertain is there, I say take him. Like yeah. I wouldn't be mad because look look at the corners they have right now. And I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I mean, you have Cameron Dancer who's great down the stretch, but he was hurt three times last year. Yeah, he's little Jeff Gladney. Big. Yeah, Jeff Gladney didn't impress me, and I know he's a first round pick, but I mean. When you're getting outperformed by the guy who's taken like yeah. 60 yeah. picks behind you. He had some like, moments. And he was hurt. He had the knee thing. He still wasn't quite right. I want to see what he does this year and yeah. see if he kind of, you know, bucks up. Remember, a Xavier bit. Rhodes was terrible as a rookie. Yep. He was beyond bad. And, and <laughs> I think the biggest issue at corner is their depth because they had to trot yeah. out Chris Jones after Mike Hills and Holton Hugh or Holton Hill went down. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, yeah, you're going to get Mike Hughes back for but for how long? Maybe. Like we don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, he could retire for all we know. Um I, I wouldn't be upset if the Vikings went in the fir- corner in the first round because I'm going 
okay, I saw how bad this unit was. If you take Sertan, you have Dantzler on the other side, and then you put Gladney in the slot. I would love that. I think Gladney's a better slot corner than he is on the outside. So that that's my opinion. I know a lot of Viking fans would be mad because that's like the meme. <laughs> but I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if the Vikings went ahead and said, we need another corner because I think they do. All right. Well, you bring, yeah, you bring up some good points because if there isn't a, if it's not very deep at corner in this draft, as, as you say it is, then, then yeah, it would be better for them to use one of their, their first picks on, on a corner and, and invest in other positions later in the draft because they've been fine getting defensive ends later in the draft. I just, I don't know what they're looking for as far as immediate impact at some of the, you know, positions they're drafting or if they can even depend on that because, you know, last year they drafted, 27 players and then they were like uh oh wait there's no otas or rookie camp or you know preseason for these guys to work their kinks out so i don't i don't know what their thoughts are uh, is rick spielman going to try and get 15 picks again or is he going to be like you know maybe let's get some some more veterans in here who have you know actual experience so i'm curious to see what happens with that so the future of Anthony Barr is also something that's been, you know, one of the top discussions this offseason. Um, I mean, recently, Vikings general manager Rick Spielman called Barr a critical piece of their defense, and he said the returns of Barr, Daniel Hunter, and Michael Pierce will help the Vikings defense next season. So based on Spielman's recent comments, it sounds like the Vikings will be bringing back Barr for next season. So do you think this is the right decision or should they cut bait with him and find, you know, someone who is cheaper or replace him with like an early round pick from this year's draft? I think I think they should keep him. Um, I don't like his cap number, but the Vikings love Mar- Anthony Barr more than most Viking fans do. Because yeah. I think I think Viking fans were spoiled by that first season by Barr. And then of course he crushed Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. So he was kind of like a cult <laughs> hero for a while. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, with one sack. In however many in two years after signing that contract extension, I think that's kind of a basis. You go to him and go, "Hey, we know you like playing here. I mean, you sat in a hotel room crying or whatever. I don't want to say crying, but like <laughs> whatever happened there because yeah, Harrison it, Smith cried did, after. He yeah, you were you're, you were super nervous about going to the Jets or whatever. Let's work it down. If you perform your contract, let's meet up next year and we'll figure something out for you. That's usually how the Vikings work. I think Barr has the tenure there. And Barr is a solid player. I mean, he's not a great player. He's not Derek Brooks or anything. But, I mean, Eric Wilson had a good season, but he had just as many missed tackles this year as Anthony Barr has last three seasons combined. Mm -hmm. And when you look at your run defense and – uh, you know, see him getting gashed by Alvin Kamara on Christmas Day. Like Anthony Barr would have helped out a lot in that play. And I mean, I don't really buy into the whole, well, he tells people where to set up and line up and stuff. And I'm like, dude, this isn't like peewee football. Like, <laughs> hey, like you're supposed to be off the line. No, like Barr's just a smart, intelligent player. And he's kind of, you know, everybody talks about Kendricks. I think Anthony Barr's the quarterback of the defense in yeah. the middle. So, I think that Barr, I think Barr is going to come back. It's just a matter of how much he's going to make. I would prefer him not to be at the same cap number, but the Vikings did it. That's that's just kind of how they operate. So, yeah, I think he would have been he would have been good last year because of all the rookies and inexperience they had in the defense. So he would have been actually you know maybe some helpful a little more just to you know put them in the right spots. Um, but um, you know yeah, 
as far as the other guys go, they're professional. They should know where they're supposed to be. Um, I Yeah, I think they'll bring him back, maybe see how it goes this year, and then maybe think about it next year, move on, on from there. But, yeah, his first couple of years, he was making plays all over the field, and then I think his maybe his role has switched, depending on who's been around with the Vikings. Remember, they had Chad Greenway back during his first couple seasons, so maybe that allowed him to do a little more than than he's able to do now. You know, they had better corners and things like that. So maybe he just has to do more with, with the Vi- in the Vikings defense now than that prevents him from doing, just being all over the place like he used to be in his first couple of years, more like, you know, what Harrison Smith kind of does now. Um, so what would a Vikings podcast be without some talk about Kirk Cousins? So... <laughs> In addition to his comments about, well, okay, what? If you're, if you are a Vikings blogger and don't have Kirk Cousins' spot track page bookmarked, are you even a Vikings blogger? Right, right, right. (laughs) You don't, yeah, if you don't know his 2021 cap number, do you you even cover the Vikings? Um, So, in addition to his recent comments about Barr and some other players, Rick Spielman also made sure to emphasize that Cousins is the Vikings quarterback going forward, and they're looking forward to another year with him in the offense. So, you're, you're, you're familiar with Spielman and his history of not being completely honest. So, uh, what do you make of his most recent comments about Cousins? So, I don't think... Like, I was thinking about this this week, and I don't want to call Spielman a liar because that, that's just wrong. He's bluffing. Like, that's his yeah. bluff. He wants somebody to call his bluff and give him an offer you can't refuse on Kirk Cousins. If the San Francisco 49ers call and say, we're going to give you three round, three first-round picks or, or like the Stafford deal where, what was it, two firsts and yep. a third and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, yeah, like he'll probably pull the trigger. But – I think that the Vikings are just dead set on. I've been thinking about this a little bit, and the Vikings are kind of, you know, it's a, um, I don't want to use the radio show bit. So I'm going to call it a ranch. And like everybody just stays in the ranch and they don't let anybody come in from the outside, even though they signed Michael Pierce. But I mean, that didn't work out. But I mean, you know, the same coaches are there, the same philosophy is there the same everything like i think that at this point with their jobs on the line mike zimmer and rick spielman fear or maybe not fear but just don't want to add the unknown they want to work with what they know and if they go down and they have a three and 13 season they went down their way and i think that Kirk cousins is indeed their quarterback i i think they're gonna forge ahead no matter what no matter how foolish it may be with the salary cap. But I mean, if you're not getting an offer that's over the moon, like Kirk's a top 10 quarterback in the league. I, I mean, you can work with that. I mean, there's only 32 teams in the NFL. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about top third, but I mean, you could do a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. You could have, um, I I am thinking I'm blank I'm just blanking Carson I'm Wentz? blanking on Pet Carson Sam Darnold Carson mm-hmm. Wentz um Nick who Coles. else is a bad quarterback Jared Goff yep. like I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Jared Goff Mitchell Trubisky like, but yeah I- exactly like th- there are better quarterbacks I know I rag on Kirk a lot but I mean like the Vikings could deservedly be worse. so though I th- I he's think not that's, perfect right right yeah I I mean. 
he and I think his personality just doesn't mesh well with yeah. like Minnesotans. <laughs> it like, doesn't really mesh well with anywhere. Not Kirk in the Cousins is like the corporate champ. You know, if, he's got the suit and the tie. Like if it were up to Minnesota and they'd have like Case Keenum and like Gardner Minshew as their quarterback. Like yeah. that's my guy right feel, there. He's I got feel the like, Boo Man too and Yeah, I feel like if he was in maybe like the sev- the like sixties or the the seventies or he'd be a better fit for a team like that, like a Bud Grant team that just doesn't take any nonsense, just goes about and does their job. He'd be actually like the perfect quarterback for the Patriots, I feel like, just because the way Bill Belichick doesn't like anyone to say anything at all. In so. the 1990s, he would have been a superstar. Oh, yeah. Like, he would have been like Kirk Cousins for MVP. Like, I wrote, uh, this is another zone coverage article, even though I know this is the Viking Age podcast. But I mean, oh, it's okay. I, we'll be all right. I, I started looking at Rich Gannon's career. And I think some of the people that may be listening to this podcast mm-hmm. are a little bit younger, but Rich Gannon wasn't very good at the beginning of his career. And then all of a sudden around age 32 or 33, the light bulb just flipped on. And the Chiefs from, and the Raiders. Yep. The Chiefs and the Raiders, especially the Raiders. He won an MVP. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl. Or no, he didn't win a Super <laughs> Bowl. He led the, the Raiders Bowl. to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Like he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's. I think what the Vikings are seeing in Kirk Cousins, they think that there's some extra level at age 32 that Cousins can tap into. But I just don't think it, I don't think it happens. It's like the twins. I mean, you're not a big baseball guy, but Kyle Gibson, like for years, they were just like, oh yeah, Gibby's going to go out there. He's going to battle. We got him an extra gear this year. I swear (laughs) to God. And then in the fifth inning, he's like making all these weird faces and like overthrowing and walking people. And you're just like, what the hell? Like, that's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, he, he at this point in his career, he's he he is what he is. He you know you know what you're gonna get with him. Um I do think there's some more upside of keeping him as far as you know durability goes. He's gonna be in the same offense. You know, you when you bring in someone new, you you risk them, you know, now they gotta meet up with Clint Kubiak and they gotta figure out stuff with him and then in this pandemic, which it can be more difficult like that. And then with Garoppolo too, he's, he hasn't been very dur- durable the last couple of years. So, you know, you trade for someone like Garoppolo and then you're like, okay, so he gets hurt and then Sean Mannion's going to play or, or Jake Browning or Nate Stanley. So then your season's screwed. So there's a lot, there's a lot, I think more, I don't, I don't want to say positives, but just upside of, of keeping Cousins this season, especially for the Vikings in the situation they're in. I think people, a lot of people have to think about that. The situation they're in has a lot to do with what they're going to do or not do with, with Kirk Cousins because they are not in a situation where they can rebuild. So that's that. Do you have anything else to, to add to that or no? Not really. I, I just want to <laughs> see. I, I, think, I think the thing about the quarterback thing is that it's just fun to like everyone wants a different oh. quarterback look Russ, russell wilson's on the trade block or market yeah. and rumors or whatever it's it's gonna be so much fun to see who winds up where like i've been playing a lot of ncaa uh 14 yeah and well but i think i've said this on this podcast but i'm gonna say it again because it's <laughs> awesome some guys figured out how to crack open the game and they put the current uniforms and everything in there oh wow and like it, it's like a brand new game. Like they changed the 
presentation to look like a 2020 college football game. Um, they changed the, you know, intro. So it's got like the little ESPN thing. Mm -hmm. It is awesome. I am obsessed with it. And honestly, it cuts so much into my productivity. I'm probably going to play it right after I get off here. But <laughs> like the coaching carousel is like one of my favorite parts because like towards the end of the season, if you're not in the national championship hunt, you just go there and just see what jobs are open. Like that's how the quarterbacks are going to be. You're going to see one quarterback go one place and be like, okay, now who are they going to get? Like if the Vikings were to trade Kirk Cousins, it would just be the ultimate adrenaline rush for me. Cause I know oh, there would yeah. be like there, unless if they like got Garoppolo and like he was the guy, like I would just be expecting another move. Like if they yeah. got a first in Garoppolo, it's like, okay, they got two firsts. They got a first next year. Do they, do they call Houston? Do they call Seattle? Even though our offensive line is trash too. Um, <laughs> do, do they call, you know, it would just be exciting to get in on this, but I just don't think the Vikings are going to do it. Yeah, it is. It is a shame that you know there's a report out there that Deshaun Watson wouldn't, um, you know, take down his no trade clause or whatever for the Vikings because if Daniel Hunter wants to get out of there, you put him in a trade package with Kirk Cousins, first round pick, you know, maybe another one, Deshaun Watson. I would not be sad with that trade at all. Oh, Hunter for Watson? Hunter, Cousins, two firsts for Watson. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's, yeah. I, I'd be down because most of the positions you need, I feel, can be filled either in free agency or uh, you're, Yeah, because you're, you're upgrading a quarterback. Yeah. And then defensive end, Hunter wasn't playing last year. So, and then yep. the, dra the draft, well, you'd be losing your draft pick, but, um, you know, the Vikings can find, they found DJ Wanham or whatever. Later in the Go round. find another pet squirrel or whatever. Yeah, resign Everson Griffin, you know, do yeah. something like that. They they can figure you're upgrading a quarterback. That's that's the main the main thing. So if Deshaun Watson, you know, would ever be like, Well, I guess I'll go to Minnesota if no if they're the only team that wants to, you know, trade for me. Which they aren't, but remember when Brett Favre was thinking about like coming back and they sent that plane down to like yeah. go talk him into yeah. it? Like <laughs> Who would be on that plane this year? Like Justin Jefferson, Adam yeah. Thielen. Would it be yeah. all offense? Like Dalvin maybe Cook. Harrison Dalvin Smith. Cook would go. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook would go. Like they um, just hit him up and be like, "Hey, you want to jump on a plane and go see?" The not storm? like hell yeah, Mike man. Zimmer. Do not send Mike Zimmer down there. He would be keep like, keep him away. Just keep him in the closet. <laughs> like we're gonna run like, the ball. <laughs> we're gonna run the ball so much you won't even have to throw. It's like it's like when my dad turned fifty, we threw him a surprise party. And like nothing was ready on time. So like my dad's friends like kept him at Cabela's for like the two hours. <laughs> he hates <laughs> the outdoors. So he's just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like that's, that's what, that's how you got to treat Mike Zimmer. If you do this, like just send him to his ranch or something, yeah. cut off all the power and you know, I'll find out later. Yeah. Um, lastly, we'll close out with this because we typically end up talking some wrestling. So, who do you believe is going to be the Hall of Fame worthy wrestler to make their debut during tonight's AEW pay-per-view? I have no idea. <laughs> I have none. Like I like the way AEW rolls, like it'll probably be a New Japan guy. Like yeah. my friend said uh Okada or yeah. uh NATO. And I would be okay. I I'm not familiar with their work, but I know they're good enough that that would be a big addition for AEW. Um who do you think? Do you think it's Kurt Angle? He's no. been trolling a little bit. 
Christian. I've heard I've heard Christian a lot. I've seen that floating around a lot. But I, he just came back. He, he just was in the Rumble. So I feel like, and I heard that he signed a, a like a, a what a, a veterans deal or whatever legends it's called. deal legends or, deal yeah. yeah with with WWE. So I don't know if that's that's true and that, that could be false as well. Uh, I don't know. It's people are like CM Punk and I'm like uh, I don't think I don't so. think he wants to come back. Not to AEW. If he was going to come back, he would come to WWE. I know his relationship's bad, but like he's there's more he, money there. He's got a big ego. He wants to be the the center of attention if he comes back. He doesn't want to be on TNT. Um, you know, no no offense to what AEW is doing because they're doing a lot of good stuff, but you know. He's like they got the big show. Like that's that's that was that was their big news the past couple weeks that they got the big show and Punk's a lot bigger news than than the big show. Maybe it could be him. Who knows? I've seen Brock Lesnar thrown out, but I'm like, no way, he's not going anywhere else. But WWE, um, I really, I really don't know. Like someone who, so I've heard Aleister Black thrown out, like because his his wife or whatever got let go. WWE. You know what's going on with that situation? We haven't seen him in a while. I don't know. I think I it's, it's, it's. I think it's over. It's probably overhyped because it's just wrestling. That's what. That's what happens in the wrestling world. Yeah. Everything is overhyped, and then it's a big letdown. But I don't wrestling know. is a lot like NFL offseason talk. Like we talked about how everybody's got their like. Oh their yeah, you get grade. to the season, and it's like, like, like. Uh, Wrestling is a lot like that where everybody's got their fantasy booking. Everybody's got these ways of like how they would do it and who they would push mm-hmm. and like the backstage politics and stuff. Like that's the fun part about this. I just, I don't know. I hope it's someone a little bit younger with some upside rather than a WWE guy. Like if it was Kurt Angle, yeah, it'd be cool. But like, he's probably just got one feud left in him. Maybe he fights Omega for a one-off and you're just done with it. But Tell you what, though, Shaq took that a nice bump in the table. (laughs) (laughs) That was that match was way better than I expected it to be because I I thought about like not watching Dynamite at all. And like somebody texted me and just like, this is awesome. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna watch it. And it it was a lot of fun. Like, forget how athletic he is. Yeah, Shaq was used perfectly. Yeah. Like just use him as a big guy who's just all powerful and kind of stiff. The power bomb he gave Cody was yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, and then he took that bump through the two tables. That was that was a blast to watch. Right. So and, and the ladies, uh, Red Velvet and Jade Cargill, they looked great in the match. So I it was it was a way better than I thought it was. I mean, AEW has a tendency to surprise me with what they do. Um, and like some of the matches that I think are gonna suck, like they wind up being really good. So I'm excited. Uh, of course, when this episode comes out, a revolution will have already happened. Mm-hmm. So we can look back on this and laugh. But we will see be who good. the Hall of Fame worthy wrestler is. But yeah, that'll that'll do it for us today. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? I am at the real Krishad. And then, of course, my podcast is over uh, at the Homer Horn. So you can follow both accounts. Um, I'm trying to find more stuff to do with the Homer Horn. I've just been really busy so yeah. um yeah give us a follow and I'll, I'll try and have some fun over there eventually i'm just yeah. trying to free, free agency is coming up so it'll get a little more exciting it, uh, it will yeah I'm so go check check that out make sure to follow the viking age on twitter and facebook uh subscribe to this podcast on the apple podcast app 
Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but until next time, we will talk to you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.